What is up, good people? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Midnight Drop. I know this is a weird day to go ahead and drop an episode, but I got some stuff on my mind. I'm your host, Jordan Malone. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight. We got some stuff in store for you tonight. Talk about something I've been really thinking about, and plus some uh, new information on the internet has gotten me a little bit upset but not surprised so i just thought i'd just go ahead and hop on the microphone and just start talking and just kind of see how you guys were at with the whole situation spread some awareness let's go ahead and get into it but first things first let go let's go ahead and get into some housekeeping rules if you're not familiar with Midnight Drop, Midnight Drop usually does an episode every Tuesday. Sometimes I'll do a surprise drop, you know, around like Wednesdays, Thursdays, even today. And you can go ahead and follow and listen to, on the, the Midnight Drop on Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, my Instagram, 615 underscore chill, Google Podcast, iTunes, and soon YouTube. And if you want to contact me again, you can go ahead and DM me at 615 underscore chill, or you can contact me at Jordan Cammon at outlook.com. Again, that's Jordan Cammon, C-A-M-M-O-N at outlook.com. Go ahead and DM me or message me if you got any comments, concerns, considerations, or just critiques for the platform. But if there's anything else, let's go ahead and get into it. And like I said, this is kind of a weird day. I drop an episode. I don't usually drop episodes on Mondays, but I might go ahead and do like a I drop this with my other episode on Tuesday, I don't know, a movie review or something like that. But uh, tonight I wanted to hop on the microphone because there was something that I was very uh, interested in and talking about. It's kind of like a pseudo rant, kind of like a spreading awareness to something and kind of a confession for myself. But uh, this is regarding the hip hop industry. And uh, my thoughts into it And You know I'll say this about myself I do not Like hip hop as much anymore I'll be honest with myself I don't like hip hop I don't like rap as much as I used to And it's for a plethora of reasons Now you You may ask yourself What the fuck do I do listen to Well you know most of all I listen to <laughs> Weirdly enough, I listen to a lot of anime music. I listen to a lot of old school seventies and eighties and nineties R and B. I listen to some two thousands music. Not you know, not a lot of rap. Some rap, but more or less just you know R and B, soul, a little bit of jazz, um, video game music, a little bit there. And I'm not saying I've never listened to hip hop or rap in my life. I've definitely listened to it since I was a little kid, but it's just nowadays I just don't feel like I'm really obligated to listen to it or I'm not interested in listening to it at all anymore. And it's crazy because for this podcast, I was really interested in doing like a little music review or like, you know, music discussion regarding albums and certain, you know, artists because I did at one point wanted to get interested into it and I wanted to catch up on all of the really nice albums and be consistent with it. But after the stuff that I've listened to today, especially the video I watched today, which made me really upset. I am glad I don't do that shit no more. <laughs> I am so glad I don't because 
I'm gonna just be real with you. The game is fucking weird. The game is just actually fucking weird. And it's just there are so many things that I have problems with uh with the entire industry as itself that I, I wish I had all the time in the world to talk about it, but I know if I just keep going and going and going, I'm just gonna be rambling and you guys don't want to hear no rambling. I just want to go ahead and give you some some solid shit to listen to. So I'm going to go ahead and just jump into it. The reason why I don't listen to hip hop or rap as much as I did before, back when I was younger, is because the industry, to me, has been exposed to really what it is. And it's just this misogynistic, uh, hypocritical, uh, virtue signaling, signaling bullshit that I just really don't like at all. Uh, the, the industry is just filled with people who are opportunists and, you know, who always say that they want to help communities, but their music and their actions don't reflect their character in the way they want it to be highlighted. And I'm not saying every rapper, I'm not saying every artist is the same way, but I do feel like there is a majority of hot artists, artists, artists that are hot right now, that kind of exemplify that way. And uh, I really just don't fucking like it. Um, and if you're asking yourself, Jordan, why is it, where is this all coming from? Why are you all of a sudden going on this rant? Well, one of the, f- one of the things that made me upset was that there's this video circling around uh, on the internet from VH1 and it's Rick Ross's old show called signed. And I think it was like this kind of like reality show that's a t- supposed to talk about. It was like this competition slash reality show that's supposed to talk about how Rick Ross is, finds his new artist you know, to sign to his record label Dream. And he gets guys like Waka Flocka Flame. Um, I, I Maybe Usher. I don't know. But all these different artists. And again, it's just like this reality competition show, but also kind of like a look into his life. VH1, you know, aired the show all the way back in like 2017. The show sucked from what it seems like because people did not remember it until now and people were just figuring out about it. And it was kind of like one of those, like nobody really knows because I think number one, it wasn't that good. And number two, uh, not a lot of people watch cable anymore, so it's all about streaming. So with that being said, there's this old clip, this old three minute, three minute and two second clip on a scene from the show Signed. And there are these two female artists, up and coming female artists, just Britney and Kaya. And the problem that everybody had was that the whole clip is basically Rick Ross being, you know, exemplifying the whole problem of colorism. If you don't know what colorism is, colorism is basically like racism or anything like that. You're basically choosing one thing due to its color, due to its different shade, and you're ragging on the other shade or you're you're favoring one shade over the other. Over the other. And this has been a big debate for the black community in terms of light skin and dark skin men and women and specifically for women in the rap game it's been a big thing on how successful you can be if you're a light skin women woman you end up becoming one of the most popular female hip hop artists there is in the game and if you're dark skin there's a tougher road 
or there's no road at all because there's so much gatekeeping into it. And um, this clip exemplifies that. And it also goes into a whole lot more shit that I really don't like from the rap game at all. (laughs) And I'm going to go ahead and play it. (laughs) And I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys listen to it. And I'll kind of like tell you what goes on. But this shit was crazy. It made me upset. One of my friends sent me this and it's catching steam right now. But let's just go ahead and start playing and you'll get to see what I'm talking about. Let's get it. Could I get a uh, six one cigar, please? Can I get a sweet tea? I got a fine cigar over here to the side. By the way, for a little context in the beginning, so it's just Britney, I believe, that starts. I think it's just Britney that starts going ahead and uh, that starts sing, starts rapping, and they're doing like a cover of uh, Aston Martin on their own way. And you have all of these different artists from Dream that's kind of sitting down and listening to what these art these female artists have to have to say what to do and just Britney starts going in and it's just fucking terrible. It's just like, well, I won't say it's terrible, but it just wasn't my taste. It didn't seem that good, but you'll understand once you hear the other rapper and I'll go ahead and get into it right now. So just want to give that context. future bright shorty your future bright <laughs> the music was bright smartest move of my life i knew the song boss vibes that i did was going to get ross's attention because i went to his past and i redid something and i put my own little twist to it and he liked it my whole goal of this whole competition is to be the first lady of mmg that's that's what i want i can look this good and i can get a lot of attention but i use my valedictorian mind skills and I make sure I take care of my business. Okay, so before I go into it, she said valedictorian mindset. <laughs> fucking, I fucking shit. Fuck, I mean, oh God. I mean, yeah, she says that, and that kind of caught me off guard because I was like, that's really fucking, it's interesting. I'm not going to say it's stupid. I'm not going to say it's dumb. I'm not even going to say it's smart. I'm just going to say it's interesting. But as you can hear, uh, she got a lot of praise from Rick Ross and Dream, and the Dream label artist. And if you kind of, if you could see the video, you basically see Rick Ross just going crazy, dancing along to the song and the her singing. And I'm not, you know, and I retract what I said before. It's not terrible. It's not bad. It's okay. It's not my, you know, my favorite piece of work, but it'll do for some people. And it seems here in this video, everybody was vibing to it and it was cool, but. It's just the fact that you clearly can can tell that she was using her body to sell her voice and it wasn't her voice that was selling what she wanted to do. So it just felt like, yeah, she's playing the game of, yeah, let me just show off these ass and these titties and let me just go ahead and get into it so I can win this competition and get these people, these guys to, you know, can I win these guys over and just be like, okay, let's let's go ahead and do it. And that's something we see a lot in hip hop. But I'll explore that a little bit more because I want you to hear what this other female rapper had. 
what this other female rapper sounded like. Name was Kaya. And this is when the bullshit starts. This is when the bullshit starts. Let's go ahead and do it. Me and another person had the same beat. Oh, oh, Kaya. Oh, oh, Kaya. Kaya. So y'all be able to hear the difference in Ooh. R&B and hip-hop. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired. Kaya and I, we had the same beat. I wasn't trying to be mean or catty or anything. I just had to put it out there because I had to save myself. Kaya. You a fucking liar. I just want to go ahead and put that out there. You're a goddamn fucking liar. I'm just going to say that right now because... You know damn well you knew what you was doing. Uh, but also for context, Kaya's the dark-skinned woman, just Brittany's the light-skinned woman. Kaya has, you know, these uh, braids, dark skin. She looks beautiful, by the way, uh, just to put it out there. You know, both women look beautiful, but it's just, you know, Kaya just look better than me. That's all I'm going to say. But, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. You can see the bullshit I'm talking about. Hey, you better deliver, Kaya. I believe in you, Kaya. That wasn't the best platform for your voice. Nope. You have a, a unique voice. And Brit did sound better than yours. They like mine's best, so it is what it is. Every time you present your music, you better be a superstar. My song is original. I wrote it myself. Britney used the same exact melody and the same ad-libs. You didn't change anything. I think he was so blinded by the butt that he's not even paying attention like that. Britney. Now, if you just heard that shit, everything she said was true. And if you could have watched this shit, as I'm watching it right now, basically the whole mood, the whole tone of the room just changed where it's like when just Britney was singing, was rapping over that cover of Aston Martin, all of the guys were vibing to it. They were dancing. They were having a great time. They were smiling. And then when Kaya gets on, they get all fucking stern and stone faced and just serious. And then when they, when Rick Ross cuts the music off, he's just like, this is not the right platform for you. You ain't going to get it right over here. Britney's was much better than yours. You need to go ahead and sell your image. So basically what he said was, you ain't got that ass like she does. You ain't got the titties like she does. You got a great voice, but I'm trying to hit that light-skinned shawty, so I'm going to go ahead and cut your losses. I, it's just a game, baby. You didn't play the game. And, and that's what that's the vibe that I get from this. I'm sorry to be blunt, but that's the vibe that I get from this whole video. That's the vibe that I get from the music industry itself. Now, if you kind of want to go ahead and see what happens later on, just Britney gets the record deal and Kaya is, Kaya is kind of just like shoved away and it's just like, you better look, better look next time. They both end up having some pretty good careers. Just Britney's on love and hip hop. Kaya was doing her own thing because she meets like-minded people and, and, and actual people who want to invest in her singing voice. <laughs> but and, you know, after this video, a lot of people are, are, are catching wind of what's going on. Kaya has been getting a lot of uh, good publicity because of it, because 
course she's the victim of the situation and just Brittany made this whole bullshit as apology about how she's just like yeah red cross did that to me but you know we got to stick together as black women i don't like the colorism in the music industry because women are, are women don't get the fair share dark-skinned women don't get the fair share all you just want to say is shut the fuck up you're just trying to soften the fall for yourself man it's just and i'll get straight into it the music industry it's just if you don't have the body you're not gonna get in especially for rap and hip-hop i mean we have guys like rick ross and i'm gonna call him out diddy i'm gonna call him out i'm gonna call out people like diddy i'm gonna call out people like little wayne i'm gonna call out people like birdman these types of people will look and find female rappers and say that they're changing the game but these female rappers kind of seem like the same they're light skinned. They got really nice bodies that you don't even know if they're cosmetics or not. And like, sh- they can't really stay on B or they're not really good at rapping. But because their body is so banging, their records will sell like hotcakes. And they choose that. And then when it comes to dark skinned women like Kaya, they don't really give a fuck. <laughs> they they kind of just say, like, you just don't have it like her. And they make all these damn excuses. And the shit just, it's its annoying. Now, I'm not trying to say that everything is the same, that the female rap game is totally the same throughout and that it's bullshit. Like, we have some wonderful female rappers out there that do a great job. But all I'm saying from this shit right here, from this video, you can clearly tell how the music game is, how the music game is played. And if you don't play the game, you just don't win any prizes. And that, to me, is bullshit. How can I listen to music? How can I listen to a genre that, you know, implores itself in doing shit like this? Like, that's what I'm saying right here, man. I can't feel good listening to music like this if you have guys like Rick Ross who are going to do this to women and basically choose the person that looks better for him that he's trying to have sex that night. Which, by the way, Rick Ross doesn't even look cool at all. He doesn't even look good. I know he lost weight. He used to be much bigger than this. That nigga still doesn't look good. And he's a prime example of you have all of this money. You have all of this fame. It doesn't care what you look like. You got the money. You got the fame. I'm I'm rushing to you to get a piece of that pie. And it's just, it annoys the fuck out of me because Aston Martin is a really good fucking song. He makes good ass music back when I was younger. But it's just like the more you learn about these people and how the industry is and how they, how they make these business decisions, how they run their life it's just like really (laughs) you just start to feel more self-aware and you're just like i can't listen to this shit because a lot of this shit is toxic it it's wrong and it makes no sense and the fucked up part is we allow this shit to happen we allow this stuff to happen i mean think about it we let rappers like rick ross like diddy like drake like little wayne um if i could name anybody else Blueface baby, six nine. We let all these different well, Kodak Black. I'll say that right now because he just got pardoned. We let all these different types of rappers get away with crazy bullshit because we find it to be entertaining, or that because they make great music, we just go ahead and say fuck it. They're cool with it. I mean, you can even say to people like Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson was one of the best artists of all time. And when he died and then there's these ongoing investigations, even before his death, before the whole pedophilia shit, 
people were just like, well, he made good music. It's the same like R. Kelly. It's just now that we've opened our eyes to what we need to see, what R. Kelly was all about, and we're just like, yeah, we we fucked up. We can't let this shit happen. But it's crazy how people still were surprised about R. Kelly. It, it's crazy to me how we let this shit happen. And then when, like, the proof is just out there, exposed, like this clip, which resurfaced a couple years later on, People still try to make excuses. There are niggas out there and some women who are making excuses about how, you know, Kaya should have just played the game. She should have just showed her body out. Then maybe she would have gotten some looks from the crowd. Nigga, if that's how the game is supposed to be played, why are we even having this game played at all? The game is fucking unfair. The game, who who established the game? I no, you let niggas establish the game like this and it's gotten all types of fucked up i mean come on man this is like the game ain't even that that good man but that leads me into another thing it's just that we idolize these rappers all the time and we let this shit happen because they always make good music and they always do good stuff for us and we don't realize that just because they're celebrities, just because they're rappers, just because they make good music doesn't mean that they're in it for us. And I actually bring to Exhibit B uh, the interview on ABC Nightline four years. Uh, was it four years ago? Yeah, four years ago, November 2nd, 2016. And I hope you guys can remember this. When Lil Wayne was asked about the Black Lives Matter protest and organization, uh, just the whole movement in general. And he basically just said, I don't really give a fuck about Black Lives Matter. If my life doesn't matter, I don't give a fuck. Else. My life matters, goddammit. That's the only life I care about, my life. And I'm going to go ahead and play a clip with you because it's going to prove that rapper, there are rappers out there, there are celebrities that don't really give a fuck about us. All right? Let's get into it. Hold on. There was a lot of backlash from people about that. Would you change it, what you said, or no, you still feel the same way? What's your thought on, on Black Lives Matter? What is it? What What do you mean? The idea is that there's this movement called Black Lives Matter thinking that the rest of America didn't seem to understand that, that Black Lives Matter. It just sounds weird. I don't know that you put a name on it. It's not a name. It's not whatever, whatever. It's somebody got shot by police for a reason. I am a young, black, rich If that don't let you know that America understand Black Matter these days, I don't know what it is. Don't come at me with that dumb man. My life matters, especially to my See, <laughs> that last part just says everything. He don't give a fuck. He's a young, black, rich N-word that only cares about himself, that does what he wants to do. Now, we can go into a further conversation about this whole interview because there are some things I kind of want to talk about. But at the end of the day, you expect these celebrities, you expect these rappers like Lil Wayne to be on our side, to, to really understand where we're coming from, to be and be part of the fight and do all these things that we need to be fixed. But then they'd be over here talking about my life matters more. I need to worry about my money. And I understand you, you don't want to help people and spend all this money and then you end up being broke. But at the same time, when you take no effort to even trying to, to even attempting to, to spread awareness or change, it's just like, really, dude? <laughs> come on. Like, you can be honest about yourself, but come on, man. That's just bullshit. And, and I feel like we have most of these rappers that do this, does this bullshit all the time. 
and it annoys the hell out of me. I mean, not only do these guys pick female rappers to who, based off their bodies and not actually their talent, but you also have guys that just either don't do shit or bullshit when it comes to actually helping the black community and just being total fucking hypocrites. And I'm going to bring in Exhibit C. And this is actually a story. A story of a... Uh, of like a, t- a time at Morehouse, the whole AUC, the Atlanta University Center, or consortium, whatever the fuck you want to talk about it. But it was around this time where Diddy uh, gave up, Diddy announced that he was going to give some scholarships to some people from the AUC. And he said that he was going to make uh, a visit to Morehouse. And I think this was during like his whole convention of Revolt, Revolt, his own program, TV station. And um, I I I just remember people were going crazy because it was Diddy, and that when Diddy showed up, they had like this big. Everybody showed up like near the calf, and it was just like crowds of people just coming together. I didn't go because I was working out, and then I was going straight to studying, but I kept my eye onto it. Diddy shows up, talks about he's going to give this scholarship. The president of Morehouse shows up. The mayor of Atlanta shows up. It is just like a big occasion. I'm over here thinking, damn, Diddy about to give up like $50,000, $25,000 or some shit like that. Because you don't just get the mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta, to just show up at Morehouse for a special occasion like this. And I know it was like revolt and it was like a really big event, this week long event. Uh, but it was just really crazy. And I'm about to look up the scholarship right now. Because I just want you to go ahead and uh, uh, just, you know, kind of get some pretty good information. But this nigga, <laughs> swear to God, this nigga, yeah, September 12th, 2019, Diddy turns up at Morehouse College, receives award from Atlanta mayor, performed, did all this stuff, did the Diddy Bop. And then he, you know what this nigga did? <laughs> This nigga gave out money, all right. Oh my God! Just moments before Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms honored Diddy with the city's prestigious Phoenix Award for the positive impact he has made on Atlanta, he also reportedly gifted Morehouse with twenty thousand dollars. I swear to God, twenty thousand dollars, and then also kind of think about how much money he gave the students. Apparently, the scholarships that he gave the students were an average of five hundred to a thousand dollars. Five hundred to a thousand dollars. Now I'm not trying to say like, oh, what you did was wrong, like there's not enough money, but this is you know bullshit. You know, you ain't shit. You could have gave up more. Actually, yeah, I think I would be like that about that person. You should you could have gave out more fucking money because he's worth like millions and millions of dollars. He makes this whole big party about how he's going to give money to the school. You only give twenty thousand dollars. You know, HBCUs need more than just twenty thousand dollars. And you give students who are tens, even hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, five hundred to a thousand dollars for a semester. It could have been more for a couple more semesters, but only for a semester at the time. Man, that's crazy. And Diddy's one of those people who will who will do the same thing that Rick Ross did in that video. Choose women based off their bodies and not really from the talent. Diddy's the same one that's really just an opportunist. I'm just going to be real with that. Diddy's like an opportunist. 
I mean, he's there. He says Black Lives Matter does all this stuff, but this 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 nigga cares about his money. He don't care. And the fact that there's actually videos of people from Morehouse, from Spellman, and from Clark that showed up in droves to see this nigga just do a bop, do a simple dance, just give out some money and get a Phoenix Award for doing some help. It's just like, that's cool and all, black culture, but don't you realize that you're going to go behind closed doors and talk shit about this dude because you'll see videos like what happened to Rick, Rick, Rick with Rick Ross and then just be like, oh, he's a problem. He He's a colorist. He's sexist. He's misogynistic. But you willing to go see him in droves to do a bop and give you $500 or just get the chance to get a record deal or some more money because you a broke college student? Get the fuck out of here, man. I don't go to this shit anymore because I realize that it's hypocritical not only from their part but from my part because if I go up there and start screaming and shouting and going crazy like this, you're going to start to realize that you're going to look like a real fucking fool when you see this nigga in the morning news or any other rap- your favorite rappers and they end up doing some dumbass shit and you're just like, oh, fuck. Why did I have like this dude it's just like really (laughs) really it's just i just don't like the hip-hop industry it's just full of guys who choose who choose women for bodies who take opportunities to make it about themselves who consistently complain about not getting the number one uh number one uh hits chart on the top 100 People who make beefs out of no reason because they don't like what that nigga got. They want what that nigga got or they just don't like it. They, they, don't, they don't respect their presence. So it's like, really? They, there are niggas out there that hide the fact that they got kids like Drake. You got niggas out there who do problematic shit, who don't care about the community as much like Lil Wayne. You got people out there that will seldomly, seldomly sell themselves to just get opportunities or just get a head start into other things like Lil Wayne and Ice Cube and all these different rappers, including 50 Cent when it came down to uh, Donald Trump and his reelection campaign. That shit was annoying, but I wasn't surprised because there's this long history of rappers that res- that respect Donald Trump just because he's regarded as the, the sign of success of the, the billion dollar man. It's just like, nigga, really? It's all the way back from the 2000s. You can go look at him and check that shit yourself. But... I, you can't, you can't just go ahead and say these rappers are fine. No. And you can't say that the industry is fine. You you can't say that this shit is all about culture. Motherfucker. I can learn more about how to do work for my community and how to be a better man by listening to Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, Sam Cooke. I can learn more from those people. I can learn more about how to be a better human being by listening to, People like Aaliyah, people like uh, Mary J. Blige, Jasmine Sullivan. I'm not going to go here and listen to Diddy. I'm not going to go here and listen to Lil Wayne. I'm not going to listen to Waka Flocka Flame, who's also a dumbass. I'm going to be real with you. He made one of the hardest hype songs out there, but this nigga's a dumbass. I'm not going to listen to Chief Keef, who's also a dumbass. 
even though he's made one of the hardest hype songs of all time, he is still a dumbass. This nigga always on drugs. He was on seven different types of drugs one night, and we all just gave him a pass because he made the hardest song out there. We cannot let these niggas get a pass. I am not listening to Rick Ross because I'm not going to try to listen to a dude who going to pick a woman who he's going to try to have sex with, who's just trying to get opportunity to get famous. Just because he made a dope-ass song in Aston Martin. Or, these niggas can't hold me back. These niggas can't hold me back. I'm not listening to that stuff, man. I let, I'd rather listen to somebody who can make me emotional. Like Sam Cooke. Because at least his message, at least his music, had deeper meaning into it. And he was for real about helping African Americans. Now, you can go ahead and do your research and say, well, you know, those people you listen to, they're not so perfect yourself. Not everybody is perfect. And that's something I want to bring up. Not everybody is perfect. Now, that whole concept of just people not being perfect that you that we always try to get these people to be perfect. People are human as well. But at the same time, when you see these people constantly make mistakes, you know you got to say some shit. You got to talk some shit, man. That's when you got to draw your foot you got to bring your foot down, draw the line at this shit, because it seems like these people make consistent, constant mistakes. And we just end up saying, oh, well, you know, it's fine. They make good ass music. You know, you stop making a brother. Stop keeping a brother down, man. Stop keeping a brother down. It's just, stop, stop, stop. Just, oh, good Lord. If there's anything else I want to say, I mean, stop letting people like T.I. be public figures to talk. I mean, I'll tell you this right now. Killer Mike, Killer Mike is the best person we have, the best leader of the black community. And he don't even rap that much anymore. He goes into entrepreneurship. He actually made a, he actually partnered with people to make a own black owned bank. This dude is doing so much. He don't even rap that much anymore. He's smarter than half of the rap game right now. He's doing so much more. Difference is, is that people notice it and he's doing a really good day. Really good job about it. But it's just I'm not taking fucking advice from from Diddy. And and I and, you know, and I guess that also brings to something else I'm I'm upset about. Well, not upset, just I see a problem is that you see people like Diddy and Jay Z that make music about how you just gotta pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you gotta do all this stuff. And I don't like that. I don't like that messaging in that music because then you're gonna let all these different people who try to say, oh, you ain't working hard enough. You got to hustle. You got to hustle, all that shit. I'm getting sick and tired of those people. Them niggas talk about take your stimulus check and use that to get yourself an old LLC. Stop with that LLC shit. <laughs> Stop with that bullshit, man. I'm not, I'm not following that LLC shit no more. And it's because niggas like Diddy and Jay-Z keep talking about, man, if you just hustle enough, you do it, you get like me or just half the version of me. Stop that shit. You creating niggas who are just constantly annoying that keep telling you, man, I'm just hustling out here, man. I'm being a Bitcoin investor. I'm being a Forex investor. I got my own. I got five different LLCs, man. I got my own black owned business selling this shit from the back of my truck. Stop that shit. I I just want to get that shit on my chest because it's just you got people like Jay-Z and uh, and Diddy who do support black owned business, who do a lot. But I'm definitely still not taking advice from them. I'm definitely not taking advice from them at all. And it's just, woo, yeah, man. Like I said, I'm not going to spend too much time into it because I don't want to go crazy about it. 
if I was with somebody else, maybe this would be a more interesting conversation. This would be something that I could probably have uh, more topics to bring up. But it's just me, your host, Jordan Malone, and I can't spend too much time on it. I know there are more things to talk about. But uh, if there's anything else that I can really talk about right now besides the hip-hop game, why I don't listen to rap as much anymore, uh, I guess we can just talk about the situation at hand with COVID. Uh, shit is crazy. Shit is crazy. There are different mutant strains and just the fact that uh, we are finding more strains each and every day. There's like a new strain that was identified in the state of Tennessee, my home state, and they don't even know if the Moderna vaccine is going to be effective for the South African strain. So that's a little troubling. Uh, I got my second dose of the vaccine, so... I'm feeling pretty good. I know in about a week I should feel the full effectiveness. I should be 95% effective against the vaccine, (laughs) not the vaccine, the virus. God damn, Jordan. But I should be good to go. But all that to say, um, there are still people out there that are scared about getting the vaccine. And my only question is, do y'all, do y'all want this shit to end or not? Because I think y'all reveling in this. I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or rude, but I'm just trying to be real. In the beginning, black people were saying that black people can't get COVID because our genes are different. Now, there are some people who are doing that as jokes. and Clearly, jokes were needed for the given time, including now. But there are actual people that were saying that you can't get COVID because you're black, that it's only a white man's disease. I swear to God, there is a situation where me and my girl went to Cracker Barrel. And this was like during the beginning of the pandemic where there was nobody at the restaurant. And then we had this black waiter. and He tried to make a joke about COVID. And then he was being dead ass serious about this one comment. He said, yeah, man, we don't have to worry about it, though. No white people going to die. You know, <laughs> COVID ain't going to affect us. Black people can't get COVID. We just got ginger ale and crackers. And he was being dead ass serious because I was like, you serious? He was like, I'm being dead ass serious. And. You know, I for real just thought, maybe I'm just taking this shit too seriously. But I asked my girl, and she's like, no, he looks serious. And now we were at a point where we saw rates of deaths and infection rates go up uh, in the black community from COVID. And then when the vaccine got announced that it was in phase three, well, better yet, when the vaccine just got announced that it was in development, Every black person was just like, they ain't taking that vaccine. They're going to wait. And I had no problem with it because it was just like, yeah, like we have this bad history of medicine overall, the medical field in America with the Tuskegee project with just, which is how they use us as guinea pigs. And if the shit works, we get it last. We end up getting the tail end of the entire uh, scientific breakthrough. But in this sense, it's like, yeah, it like, it made sense to feel caution about the vaccine because hearing that a vaccine was going to be made around the end of 2020 was unprecedented and a lot of worries went into it and they were very valid. But I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, as soon as the vaccine dropped and they said, here's the phase plan, all of these different fucking conspiracy theories just came out and they were just so annoying. Like, Oh my God, (laughs) 
Oh my god, it was just so bad. <laughs> really, really bad, man. It was just <laughs> there was this one conspiracy theory about how there was a certain enzyme in the vaccine called luciferase, and if you took out the ace in luciferase, it was just titled Lucifer, and then people were just like, that sounds a little weird to me. I don't want the devil inside my body. That's the white man speaking. My fucking... <laughs> and the fucked up part was, one of the people that was spouting this shit out was this black man who was the evangelist Evangelist, oh my god, my grandma, my spelling. An evangelist that uh went into it and said, Yeah, I wouldn't be taking this. I'm not a scientific expert though, I'm not a doctor. And my thing is is that why the fuck are you even speaking about it anyway? I know we wanna go ahead and have freedom of speech, we wanna talk, but like if you're gonna spout this nonsense, why even do it if you're not even capable or certified to speak on this at all? But that's another story. But yeah, you had all these different conspiracy theories. You had all these people claiming and just, you know, just pretend that I'm right in front of you, squeezing my fingers together. Apparently quoting, you know, saying that they've done this quote unquote research on the vaccine. No one damn well, they ain't do no damn research. Because when you ask somebody, what are your sources? Where did you get your research from? They'd be like, I got it from the internet sources. You know, my nigga, I know niggas out there in the white house. I got a cousin, brother, sister's boyfriend, girlfriend, cousin who works at the CDC that knows about the vaccine from his homies, brothers, mother's sisters, cousins, father's creator. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. But it's just, it's, you get the, it's just the conspiracy theories went went rampant. You had this one video of this woman who was pretending to be a nurse in Nashville saying that she got Bell's palsy, which is a rare side effect of getting the Pfizer vaccine. And she was talking about how like, don't get the vaccine. It's going to give you Bell's palsy. My life is over. I don't know how much to live. First of all, Bell's palsy is not Bell's palsy is not fatal. It only lasts for a couple of months. Second of all, the fact that you tried to lie and that people can actually look you up in the database, that says a lot, huh? And there are a lot of people that were reposting that video and said, I ain't taking the vaccine. And, the fact that, first of all, you ain't even going to be able to take the vaccine till fall because we our vaccine rollout is so fucked up. And then second of all, you just you spouting this bullshit and you don't want to even look at any sources, ask any questions. That was an unfollow. And for some people, a block. But all that to say, man, not a lot of people are able to take this vaccine. Not a lot of people want to say want to take this vaccine. Like, I know that there's going to be a bunch of people saying, I ain't taking this shit. And then when it becomes available to the public, everybody's going to be like, oh, let me get in line because I'm trying to go to the club. And it's just the whole entire pandemic has been one shit show for America. It's been one whole shit show for America, man. It's like in the beginning, news, the news, you know, celebrities, Doctors were like, this will be a great time for the American people to unify and work together to fight against this hidden, this invisible enemy so that we can go back to a sense of normalcy. But you know damn well this country is crazy. You know damn well this country is going to do everything they can. Say, nah, like we going we gonna to fuck shit up. We're going to actually fuck shit up. We have been so divided. Like We were divided before. For this whole entire pandemic We have further been divided And it's all thanks to Donald Trump It's all thanks to Trump supporters It's all thanks to all these crazy people And all thanks to police officers 
and to a virus. That's the main contributor to this entire fucking situation, the fucking virus. And now that it's 2021, we're close to the end of January. I can tell you right now, I don't see shit getting better. I mean, yeah, we have the vaccine and we're getting people vaccinated. But the fact that there are still all these different looming questions about how effective the vaccine is against different strains, how long is the vaccine effective for for the original strain? And just the fact that how are we going to get the economy back up? And also, how are we going to make sure we lower the rates of infection, the infection rates? And uh, it's just so many questions that are left to be answered that I just don't see this entire pandemic going down anytime soon. Like, I just told myself, I told myself in the beginning of the pandemic that I think this shit would be over by maybe in the fall or in the winter time of 2020. Because I was like, this shit is getting serious. And from the way... Our country is going. I don't know if we're going to get this shit done quick, fast, in a hurry in the summer. But I think later down the road, when things just got more intense, I told myself, I don't think we'll ever get back to normalcy until 2022. And even around that time, I think we'll get to a, a percentage of normalcy, but we won't be back into full effect. Normal life won't be back in full effect until maybe 2024 or 2023. Try to be easy on us. Realistically, I think 2024, 2025. Because it's just the way how our government is set up, the way how society is like, (laughs) we live in a society. But the way how our society and culture is, I really just don't see ourselves getting through this shit easily. I mean, we live in a country where we have uh, a two-party system where politicians on one side and the other continue to bicker and argue how we should fight this virus and how we should go through normal situations, normal plans like giving actual benefits and aid to people at risk who are poor, who lost their jobs. We live in society and culture where people don't want to wear a mask because it's infringing in their quote-unquote freedom of speech, uh, you know, their freedoms of the Constitution, but they can't remember the fucking first 10 amendments of the Constitution. Hell, I can't remember all 10 of them accurately, but I'm being honest with you because I'm not going to say some bullshit about, like, it's my freedoms based off the Constitution and, and my rights as an American citizen. I mean, you just do all this bullshit. Uh, it's also from the culture from, uh, from people who say wear a mask, but at the same time you see a picture of them at, your, at their favorite restaurant with no mask or at the club with no mask and, and doing all this stupid shit. Uh, it's from the same people that say, uh, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna travel and then come back, get COVID and then infect like a hundred different people. And it's from people who say, I can't stay in the house. I need human interaction. And then you got an introvert like me. That's just like chilling, having a good time. Not saying I'm having the best of times, but I'm having the good of times. <laughs> fuck the good of times. I'm too damn tired. Um, and Overall, we just live in a fucked up society. I'll just say that right now. If I had to be real with myself, we just lived up in a fucked up society. And I just think that if we got to get back to normal, we have to make some radical changes about how we're living through this pandemic and how we get through it. That's all I got to say. That's all I can say this right now. And I don't think people are actually being receptive to the ideas of coming together and working But after what we saw in the last couple of weeks, I I really don't know, man. I really just don't fucking know. I really don't.
<sighs> but yeah, having said all of that, uh, I just hope you guys are still safe. I hope you guys uh, are doing well. Uh, if you're in need of anything and any help, man, just go to your family members and just talk or to your friend and just say, what's up? And, and you know, just pray. I believe in the power of prayer. I, I think, I think if you pray enough and you do what, and you just be in meditation with you, yourself and God, I think you'll be pretty good. That's, that's all I got to really say, man, because it's helped me out in the toughest of times during this entire pandemic. And I think it can help you. But if that's not your religion or if you don't believe in that, go ahead, do your thing. I don't want to force that shit down your throat. There's already too many people doing that. <laughs> but yeah, um, if there's any last thing to talk about before we kind of go ahead and end the show, uh, I was supposed to do a book review or discussion on the Republican brain. <laughs> and it has been a couple of weeks since then. I've already finished a book. And... I want to go ahead and just talk about it a little bit, but there are a lot of things that I had to do. I was obviously being a little lazy, but I had other stuff going on as well. And I think now is the time to kind of go ahead and give you like a little short discussion piece, my thoughts on the entire book of the Republican brain and just my thoughts on uh, the entire situation with the Capitol riots. I'll just be honest with you right now. And uh, to kind of make it short, sweet and simple, I thought The Republican Brain was a pretty good book. Uh, If you don't know what the book is, uh, let me go ahead and get it up for you. But it's this book that talks about how Republicans and far-right extremists and conservatives think uh, in a daily basis and why it's hard for them to actually uh, accept science and how they base their theories based off of uh, conspiracy theories, economics, history, and all this different stuff. And the author of this book, Chris Mooney, I'm going to try to find a picture. Yeah, Chris Mooney, he published this book in 2012, and it's got a 4.4 out of 5 rating on Audible. Uh, if I go on Amazon, it's got like a four, four and a four and a half stars out of 5. It's a really good book. Uh, I would say that this, this book was really about the science of why Republicans think differently and why they deny science and why they feel like uh, their their mind, their reasoning is better than liberals, than left-wingers, than just normal people. And I'll say right now, I just give my rating right here right now. I think it's a, I think it's a good 7 out of 10. I think it's a really good book to read. I think it's something that it, it's worthwhile reading because we always including myself, we tend to think, how can these Republicans, these government officials, these far-right extremists, Trump supporters think the way they think? And this book kind of goes in the first couple pages and just explains that to you and the way how to use statistical analysis and psychology and just, you know, basic, the scientific method of using a, a Putting out a hypothesis, no, asking a question, putting out a hypothesis, uh, getting the people together, experimenting it, doing an analysis, results, all that shit. It it really is nice to listen and it really is nice to read. Listen if you're on Audible like me, which is awesome, but reading in itself like any other normal person. Yes, right. I'm not calling myself normal, but yeah, this book was really good and it couldn't come at a better time like this, especially when I finished the book. The same week, the Capitol riots were going on. 
And I'll kind of use the capital rise to kind of go ahead and tell you how the book was <laughs> and just the stuff that the book would talk about. I mean, I mean, let's just not deny that the capital riots were fucked up. That shit was fucked up. That was domestic terrorism on, on live television. Like that shit was real. Let, if you try to defend that, I'm sorry. You're an enabler and you're fucked up. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, just, just really, really fucked up. I mean, we can talk about, sorry about that. We can just talk about how during those entire riots, people, and I'm going to use this as an example of talking about what the book is, book, the main purpose of the book, but you're seeing a bunch of Trump supporters talk about how socialism, Marxism, is what Joe Biden is going to bring into the United States of America about how these conspiracy theories about him taking money from Ukraine, his son taking money in Ukraine and making these secret dealings with China and how he's going to have China easily come in and take us over. That's the shit. That's the, that's the brain of a Republican. That's the brain of a conspiracy theorist. Somebody who's going to deny science, who's going to deny everything and have his and have his or her mind fueled by baseless theories and, uh, their emotions and feelings rather than actual evidence, stats, factual information, and, and actual numbers. They don't do any, the, the Republican brain isn't like that. The Republican brain will not think critically. They will think emotionally. And I mean, everybody, think, everybody thinks emotionally, but these guys, they go crazy. Um, there's this whole thing about how they don't believe in climate change. So getting out the Paris climate accords uh, were legit on Trump's end, but in reality, it's just another example of how Republicans don't really care about science. They don't care about science. They think that, oh, this shit's going to happen eventually. It's not human. It's not made off of human-made error or anything like that, but it is. And, um, oh, fuck. If there's more to get into it, the only thing I can say about this book, and I'm not going to use the riots anymore. I'll go into that later on. But this book, the main criticism I have about this book is that it's not like once it brings in its information, it just keeps on hammering down the stuff that it talks about and it becomes really repetitive. That's something I noticed in this book, like all of the experiments that they do, all of the research that they do is interesting. The stories that they bring out are cool. But uh, it, it does get really repetitive. That is the one thing I will say. That was a negative. That's why I give it like a seven, seven and a half out of ten, actually. Uh, but if there's anything else to say about those riots, man, it, it was crazy. It was fucked up. It was crazy. I, I was working out that day, and I stopped my entire workout to go back home and look at what that entire riot devolved into. And it was just fucking insane. And the fact that people were actually defending that defending that and calling them patriots is why this shit in America is fucking crazy. That's all I can say. I wish I can get more uh, deep into that, but we are five minutes away from an hour and I cannot keep you guys busy. I know you niggas need your sleep. I know I need my sleep. I need my goddamn sleep right now, but thanks so much for listening to the midnight drop. I'm your host, Jordan Malone, 
And like I said, we got another new episode coming up tomorrow. Another movie review of 2021. And we might have another special review. Well, just a whole thing talking about on Wednesday on the Midnight Drop. Again, if you want to go ahead and listen to my new episodes including this one you can go ahead and go on anchor spotify soundcloud google podcast itunes uh and also on my instagram page 615 underscore chill and soon to be youtube be on the lookout for all of my old episodes to be uploaded on instagram as well i've noticed that some people just don't have access to pro to those other platforms and i want to make it more accessible to you so again just follow me at those platforms and go ahead and get those sweet sweet midnight drop goodness also if you want to go ahead and contact me go ahead and contact me at 615 underscore chill that's my instagram page or at jordan Cammon at outlook.com that's c-a-m-m-o-n jordan Cammon at outlook.com thanks thanks so much for listening to my rants my discussions and my thoughts on these crazy situations i know it's been a long time and i know this is little interesting for me to do a new episode on monday but just had to get this shit off my chest i'll see you guys tomorrow on a new episode of the midnight drop again i'm your host jordan malone thanks so much for tuning in catch you next time stay safe peace